Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Take the belt and go deep. Anderson's out there. This is going to go the distance. 92 yards. Darnold to Anderson. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 23. Once again, I'm John June, and I got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? Week 6 is over. Still got this Monday night game coming up, but... It was a it was a good week. Um, interesting as far as you know who who scored and who who let you down. But let's get right into it. Yeah, man. Uh, as you alluded to, we got the uh, as we always do. We cover the studs, but this week we rolling out a new segment. We got the Jags and not the Jacksonville Jaguars. No offense to these guys, but we're talking about the just the guys, the guys that you put in your starting lineups to to uh, put you over the edge, but you were better off just picking up any any other guy, any other just a guy off the waiver wire <laughs> to help you out. So we'll cover those guys too. Um, but as we always do, let's start with that quarterback position and somebody who finished in this spot last week. That's right, Deshaun Watson. My, my, my man went 30 of 42, 280 passing yards, one touchdown. Did have two INTs, but he also had two rushing touchdowns to go along with 42 rushing yards. Um, also had a, a two-point conversion in this one for a total of 31.4 FanDuel points. Greg, what did you make of this performance by Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I was trying to watch this entire game. Um, he outperformed Pat Mahomes in this game. Uh, he did a very good job of finding his weapons. Uh, when he was in trouble, he used his legs, which was key uh, to get that rushing touchdown. Um, yeah, he, he had a really good performance. Two straight top QB1 performances now. Uh, that shows like how Deshaun Watson, we saw him. We, we knew he was going to be a top three quarterback coming into the year. I'm glad to see him uh, rolling now. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's on fire, especially as of late. And, and you know, the thing I love is when they get into these high over-under games, these these shootouts, um, that's when Deshaun Watson, in terms of fantasy success, is at his best. So I like to see that. Uh, another guy who finished two on the list in a shootout, your QB start of the week. Yeah. That's right. Matt Ryan went 30 of 36, 356 passing yards, four touchdowns. Did add seven rushing yards in this one, but that's a total of 30.94 fan duel points. Greg, what'd you make of this performance with your start of the week? Yeah, Matty Icey came through in this high Ronda. We expected it. Uh, we know how bad Atlanta's defense is. It's going to be like this all year. He's going to have to make up for this this horrible defense. So he's going to be flinging it uh, as far as yardage, and he's going to get that those touchdown number. Four touchdowns is a very high number. I like that to see that he's getting into the end zone, getting uh, those passing touchdowns. Yeah, man, that was, uh, you know, this high over-under this Atlanta defense being as bad as it is, uh, Matt Ryan is going to be put in these situations every week. And, um, you know, to see him in comeback mode, that's that's good if you have those Atlanta pieces. Um, and then our number three running back, I mean, sorry, our number three quarterback on the week, Lamar Jackson. That was a little joke right there. But 21 of 33, 236 yards. And the reason I joked about the running back thing, my man had 19 carries for 152 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown for a total of 30.64 FanDuel points. Greg, what'd you make mm-hmm. of this one? Lamar, you talked about it in games that they're going to win, games that they're favored by. It was a favorable game script. He had he almost had like I think fifteen of those points in like the first drive. He was going insane uh, as far as his rushing. Uh, he he's probably arguably the best running back on his team as well. So <laughs> <laughs> he he showed out this game. Yeah, um, and there was an interesting stat that he's the first quarterback to throw for over two hundred yards and run for over one hundred and fifty yards. So that's that's pretty remarkable right there. Um, my man got you fifteen points just off the rushing yards alone. That's crazy. Um, you know, that's like almost, it's like 
you know, more than three passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even have a passing touchdown on this day. So, you know, see Lamar Jackson. We kind of, we we expect this of him, uh, especially this really really bad Cincinnati de- defense that's really bad against the run. It it makes all the sense in the world that Lamar Jackson was able to get off on this one. Um, but you know, moving forward, the rest rounding out the, the top ten QBs. We had Russell Wilson coming at QB four, Kyler Murray QB five, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and then my guy, Sam Darnold, coming in as QB10. Mm-hmm. Greg, what'd you make of these performances? Uh, really, you know, I'm excited about, you know, Kyler Murray, again, breaking out, doing what he has to do. But uh, honestly, you already know, you should take the floor on this one. It's Sam Darnold standing out, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. No, well, first, it's Kyler Murray with the three passing touchdowns. I'd really like to see that because we talked about the touchdown regression. Um, and we saw it come to play here. So I'd like to see that. Kirk Cousins uh, with the big day against Philadelphia, yep, four yep. passing touchdowns. Um, and we'll obviously get to the recipient of, of most of those later. But as you touched on, my guy, Sam Darnold, being fully healthy, uh, I was in the stadium for this one. So it was it was a great one. Um, it was it was rocking. Um, it was a lot of Cowboys fans in there, though. Too many Cowboys fans. But mm. you know, at least at least most of them didn't have to have a long flight home to Dallas. Uh, since none of them are really from Dallas, but <laughs> I'll throw a little shade, a little shade there. But <laughs> um, nah, but Sam Darnold, man, uh, I was happy to see uh, him back there, and and you know it just up like you could just see the how differently the team, uh, how how much better the team is when he's out there. So that's awesome to see. But uh, anything else that stuck out to you? Um, no, I, I like that Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you mentioned it. That's two straight three hundred yard games for him. Uh, that's that's good. Um, Baker, he got back in the top, even though mm-hmm. you know his team's not playing very well. But you know, he it's good to see him back in the, the QB one performance. Yeah, um, it's it's just it sucks from a football perspective for Baker because I actually really do like Baker, man. I I really do. You know, you know, I, I really love Baker. I thought he was gonna be the, you know, I thought we were gonna have Broadway Baker at MetLife Stadium for mm-hmm. for a second there, but um, you know, it sucks. Uh, especially because he he was he was our our bust of the uh, of the year at the quarterback position. Yep. Um, but his schedule does get it does get a little bit better. The Browns are not going to continue to keep losing games like this. And um, you know Baker Mayfield is going to be in some high over unders where he'll have some performances kind of like this one going forward. Also, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jameis did have a Jameis game. Let's just say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he did have a Jameis game. Um, he he. I mean. It wasn't that bad, apparently. Oh, when you look at yeah. <laughs> when you look at the end at of the, the day, look at, yeah. I mean, he had he had eight. Uh, I don't want to look at I don't want to look at this league, but you know, uh, in our league, the league of extraordinary people, we we do have some completion, uh, points per completions and things like that, and extra bonus bonus points. But, um, you know, Nim was kind of upset that Jameis was able to still have, uh, a twenty-two fantasy points on the day or or something like that in our league, um. While still having thrown five interceptions and lost two fumbles, <laughs> <laughs> wild. So yeah, Jameis had sorry he had seventeen point one Fanduel points. Took me a little bit to get there, but seventeen point one Fanduel points. He had thrown five five interceptions and and losing one fumble. So the, the beauty of garbage time. Oh, he had, he did have okay. That's where the math thing came in. He did have two two point conversions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. All right, so moving forward, <clears throat> we're going to cover the running backs. The number one running back on the week thus far, week's not over, but the number one running back on the week, probably probably will finish as such, is James Conner. Um, 27.4 fan duel points. My man had 16 carries, 41 yards, one rushing touchdown. Also added seven catches for 78 receiving yards and an additional receiving touchdown. Greg, what did you make of this performance? Yeah, it was a dominant performance by um, the Steelers' run game in general. Benny Snell did very well as, as, as well. Uh, they didn't really rely on the passing game, so uh, I like this for his outlook going forward. Um, if they're going to rely more on this passing, I mean, the running game uh, with the, a third-string quarterback, and even when Mason Rudolph eventually comes back, uh, they'll probably have to you know rely on James Conner and Benny Snell more. So this is good for him, his outlook going forward. Look for him to get a lot more RB1 performances going forward. Yeah, we kind of touched on it. James Conner is is a buy, or he was going into this week because, um, you know this this Pittsburgh offense has shifted. It's going to rely more on this run game, mm-hmm. and this offensive line is is really dominant too, especially the interior of the offensive line. So, 
I would expect that to continue. This is there. I mean, they they touched on it on the broadcast. They wouldn't stop talking about it. But this is getting back to old Pittsburgh Steelers football. Um, you know, we remember the days with Jerome Bettis and Fast Willie Parker. But this is what the Steelers, you know, used to build their brand on. So it's kind of kind of nice to see them get back to it. Um, and you know, James Conner probably will continue to be the biggest beneficiary of that. But going forward, we got Nick Chubb finished as the RB two on the week. He uh. Had 20 carries, 122 rushing yards, two touchdowns, did have a fumble, but he also had five catches for 17 receiving yards. That's good for 26.4 FanDuel points. Greg, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, this is Nick Chubb right now. This is what you're going to get every week. Uh, RB1, elite RB1 in fantasy. Uh, I like what he's doing. He's, again, holding it down for this Browns team. Uh, Better day from the passing side, but this is the one constant you can figure out from this Browns offense is Nick Chubb. Yeah, man, Nick Chubb is, is going to continue to eat in this offense. He leads, um, he's tops in the league in terms of opportunity share. That's not going to change. Um, you know, obviously Nick Chubb owners have some some worry, potential worry when Kareem Hunt comes back. But for the time being, um, I'm continuing to ride this guy uh, to, to RB potential RB1, weekly RB1 finishes. So, you know, let's see how that goes going forward. And then RB3 on the week, Devontae Freeman. Uh, man had 19 carries, 88 rushing yards, but he had three receptions, 30 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Good for 25.3 fan duel points. Greg, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, I like that Re- receptions. He's getting involved in the passing game. That's where you know he's very deadly with his speed. Uh, yeah, this is a good performance for him. Uh, I was ready to you know snip snip on him earlier in the year, but uh, I traded him from one of my leagues. But uh, he, yeah, he I like how he's bouncing back. Uh, I like that the usage of Edo Smith is going down for him. So that means, yeah, Devontae Freeman, uh, you know, could be a strong RB2 for you going forward. Yeah, I like um, Devontae Freeman coming back, bouncing back in this one. Um, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit last week. The, you know, the matchups got, were getting a little bit easier, especially with Atlanta finding themselves in these high over-unders. Um, and, I, you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier today. Uh, Atlanta wants to run the ball. That's what they want to do. They just haven't found themselves in a in a game that's with a close enough game script for them to be able to pull that off. Right. Um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, it was great to see him have the two receiving touchdowns. Unfortunately for me, that's why I ended up losing my matchup in, in one of my leagues on, on those receiving touchdowns. So I'm a little bit bitter about that. But like you talked about, Edo Smith not having any presence in this one um, is good, for, good news for Devontae Freeman owners. So. Um, that's that's nice to see. Uh, moving forward, round out the top ten, we got David Johnson uh, finishing as RB four. Chris Carson is RB five. Zeke Elliott is the RB six. Christian McCaffrey, this is too low for you, man. Finishes <laughs> RB seven. <laughs> Carlos Hyde, Miles Sanders, and then Leonard Fournette finishing as RB ten. Um, Greg, any of these stick out to you? Anything that you want to uh, touch on? Uh, I remember talking about before the show. Carlos Hyde, I liked how he was running throughout the game. He was getting a lot of yards per carry. Uh, he was very productive when he had the ball. I like that performance from him. Uh, as well as uh, Chris Carson, he's been balling. He's being that sleeper, you know, that mid-round draft pick for you uh, to give you RB1 upside. That's uh, really good for Chris Carson. He's ball- He's been balling all year. Yeah, the Chris Carson one is, is awesome because, um, you know, there was all that the fumbling issue and then Rashad Penny. But, you know, Rashad Penny was actually not active on this in this one on Sunday. Um, and you know Chris Carson's just been an absolute monster. He's been an animal. Yeah. Um, Carlos Hyde, you know we touched on it, you know on the pod on Saturday. Uh, Carlos Hyde was playable against this Kansas City defense, and you know for me with Carlos Hyde, it's all about the volume, and he got 26 carries in this one. Turned was able to turn that into 116 rushing yards and a touchdown against this vulnerable um, Kansas City defense. Um, what about you know Miles Sanders? He you know finishes as the RB nine on the week. Um, you know, you think this is an aberration, or is this somebody something that we can count on going forward? Uh, so the the game circuit was favor- favorable for him. Um, the Vikings, you know, jumped on early on the Eagles. Stephon Diggs ate him up. So I think this was a, yeah a favorable game script for him uh, from playing from behind, uh, being involved in the pass game and everything like that. Because he only had three carries, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and now he's finished with 16.7 points. So uh, definitely. If if they're gonna be behind, this is this is good for him. Yeah, Miles Sanders had I believe three carries, but then he also had three receptions. So he wasn't 
entirely used in this one. Um, you know, most of his production came on that long touchdown pass. Right. It was a it was a great um, you know, route by him and even better throw by by Carson Wentz. But um, you know, he you know, like we said last week, you know, Darren Sproles being out, he's going to be the the major beneficiary uh, of that. And uh, this wasn't, you know, like you said, the game script wasn't favorable to Jordan Howard. It was more favorable to Miles Sanders. So that's something as fantasy owners, I guess we have to keep an eye on going forward. You know, the, the, the Eagles are down. That might make Miles Sanders a better play. So um, that also be an, a nice, interesting, um, I think, you know, maybe maybe you maybe you can buy Miles Sanders. You know, because the Miles Sanders owner is probably a little, you know, I mean, not frustrated, but they might. You know, Miles Sanders got six touches in this one, turns that one to sixteen point seven fantasy points. You know, maybe they're not to- totally excited, but you know, Miles Sanders, while he does have the receiving option or the receiving chops, we know that he will eventually, you know, being a running back, he's going to, that talent's going to eventually take over, you know, and he's going to, he's a rookie, he's going to get more comfortable. Um, And so maybe he could eventually siphon more carries from Jordan Howard. And you could see this more becoming a Miles Sanders backfield because Corey Clement also ended up, um, I think he's on IR as well. So they're running out of backs in this backfield. So, all right. So moving forward, we got the wide receivers. Um, And this week was, this week was an interesting week at the wide receiver position. Um, hmm. A guy who who probably uh, people were waiting on this performance, and, and hopefully you had him in your lineup for this one. But Stefan Diggs, oh, my man went seven for 167, three touchdowns. Also gave you 18 rushing yards in this one, but that's good for 40 FanDuel points. Oh, my gosh, man. I, Craig, I know, I know you were you fell victim to this, the Stefan Diggs. He, he digged you a, a personal grave in this one. So. Ha, 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stefan Diggs, great performance by him going against this trash Philly secondary. They have no corners. Uh, I remember talking to Nim today. Hopefully they go and get Jalen Ramsey because they need, uh, they need definitely need a cornerback now uh, with all the injuries and then just the secondary being banged up. But yeah, Stefan Dix played really well. Uh, and he's got a new relationship with uh, Kirk Cousins now, I think. Um, they, this I think this is going to you know, continue, not the 40 points, but I think he can give you some wide receiver two numbers going forward. Um just happened to be against me this week in fantasy. So I think that's why he went off actually. <laughs> yeah, no, this was, um, it's, it's just sucks that, cause this was so easy to see coming, but like, we're just so afraid of it. We've been so burned by this situation, but this Philadelphia defense has been so bad yeah, at man. covering outside receivers. Yep. Um, and, and like Kirk Cousins has just not been, you know, throwing the ball enough, but you know, coming off a 300 passing game last week, you know, we kind of we could have kind of figured this one was coming, but I didn't see three touchdowns coming, man. I'll be honest about that one. Um, someone who didn't have three touchdowns but was one away, our guy, Scary, Scary Terry, Terry, yeah, man, went four for 100, two touchdowns. That's good for 24 FanDuel points, Greg. Talk about our man, Scary Terry. Oh, man, Scary Terry. You already know his elite route running, his his elite uh, prowess in, on the field. The moment we saw the news about Xavier Howard being out, to Scary Terry, you know, he was going to be an elite wide receiver one play. As you see, he came to wide receiver two. Uh, he was also going up against him, Stefan and Terry McLaurin, in the same matchup. So it was rough for me, but it was it was good to see mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin. I, I like him as a player. Uh, he scored a touchdown in all the games he's played now at this point. He's on a historic rate right now, and I, I can't see how it's not sustainable. He's a he's a really good player. He's a you know a good receiver, and he's really what all they got. So, yeah, Terry, scary Terry, man. He's he's so consistent every week. I, I sent you that that um, that gif of the <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Um, yeah, scary, <laughs> scary Terry walking in to, to uh, work for the Redskins every week to score touchdowns. <laughs> Yep, but uh, it's you know it's just funny you have to see it. But this guy, scary Terry, man, he's consistent every week, and um, you know he's just been balling. And he, especially you know he's got his guy Case Keenan back there, um, comfortable. So yeah, I want to I want to play scary Terry every week because he's got week. that fl- that floor like we talked about on Saturday, but he's also got that ceiling um, with the two touchdown day here, hundred yards. You know, it's average twenty five yards a catch here. Um, this is a great day. Yeah, um, really another guy who had two touchdowns, Tyreek Hill, the Cheeto. He was back, mm-hmm. five for eighty, two touchdowns, 
22.5 fan duel points. Greg, what do we make of the Cheetah and his return back to the football field? I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for the outlook for Patty. But, uh, yeah, the, just, the first touchdown was so great. Uh, it was so, for his showing off that vert. I don't know. He got up there. I think it was close to 40 because uh, that, that vert was crazy. He out-jumped two receivers to grab that ball. He wanted it more than both of them. This is this is Tyreek Hill. This is what we're going to see. Um, this is the trust that Mahomes sees in him. And you, he'll get at, at least two of these opportunities a game to get you a 50 to 60 yard touchdown. He's the fastest player in football. Yeah, he's he's so great. And it, the thing is, is he didn't even play his full allotment of snaps in this one. Um so it's it's only going to be better as they incorporate him back and fully into this offense. Yeah. Um and you know, we'll we see what it does just for the the, the Chiefs alone as a team. So, um you know, giving guys so much space and you know, I think it's going to be beneficial to everybody. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great going forward. But rounding out the top 10, we got Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin, Golden Tate, Alshon Jeffrey, Jerron Brown, and Mike Evans. Greg, any of these performances stick out to you? What would you what did you see this weekend? Uh, like that, you know, we were talking about how Curtis Samuel coming into this week, you know, he could have a, a bounce back week with the air yards. Um, he, he did it. He got, you know, four for seven, uh, four receptions for 70 yards, 17 yards per catch. So, you see it there. I like that from him. Uh, I, I like the performance. Also got a rushing touchdown. Oh, and got a rushing touchdown. Yeah, so he's involved everywhere. He's he's a gadget player. He's been that since Ohio State, so that's good for him. Your boy Robbie Anderson talked about how everyone gets elevated when Sam Darnold's back. He's one of the people. Jameson Crowder did also well. Like these, this is going to be a, a usual now. Uh, while, while Sam Darnold's back, um, and yeah, Mike Evans. Not this week though. When we play the Patriots. Oh yeah, no, no, not this week. <laughs> not not this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Mike Evans and Chris Goblin both being in wide receiver 12. I think this is the second time. Top 12 wide receivers, the second time they probably did this. So that's good to see that. Might be the third. Third time, yeah. that's Because oh. Chris Godwin's been very close to the top 12 pretty much every week. Right. And uh, Oh, unless oh, yeah, that right. week that Mike Evans had 16 and everybody else must have had like 30. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably a big week <laughs> for scoring. Um, But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just like to see that the two two receivers, uh, both in the top twelve on the same team. Yeah, um, now I think you know you touched on it. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder both being fantasy viable now with um, Sam Darnold coming back. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson five for one twenty five. All of it came on that ninety two yard touchdown. Um, but that's what you, you kind of get with Robbie Anderson. And then the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. The thing is, Mike Evans, the stat line, And this is the part that's crazy, right? Is because we killed Mike Evans. Or Mike Evans got killed for, for throwing up a zero last week. Right. And he's going to get praised for bringing a 16.1. But he had a terrible game. Like, if yeah. you actually yeah, watched you watch, the game, I, Mike yeah. Evans had a terrible game. He, he dropped a Hail Mary, like a, a bomb. Yeah. Like a 70-yard Hail and, Mary at the end of the half. There were two incompletions that he was definitely responsible for. Um, you know, one down the right sideline, which could have been a long gain. Uh, and the broadcasters were killing him, too, for it, too. But it's just crazy how these things work out. Um, I, I thought that was funny. Um, all Sean Jeffrey getting in the end zone. Uh, we kind of talked about how he could have a, a nice a nice solid day here. Uh, went 10 for 76. And then Golden Tate, um, how do we see him? Fitting in, uh, what's uh, do we know Sterling Shepard's status? Um, so Sterling, um, I think he's still, you know, still in concussion protocol. This is another one he's had a lot in the past couple of years, so I don't think he's uh, fully being ready to be back yet. I know Evan Ingram's back practicing today. Uh, Saquon, you know, he might be back this week, but uh, I would, I don't know if Sterling Shepard's uh, necessarily going to be back. So it is good for Golden Tate's outlook, um, especially in the slot. Yeah, no, that would uh, that that's something to definitely keep an eye on going forward. Yeah. Um, you know, this Giants offense is gonna get some players back, so that'll be good too. Um, they got a matchup coming up against Arizona, and we already yeah. know how we like to target that Arizona defense. Mm-hmm. All right, moving forward, let's go to the tight ends. Um, it was man, well, you know, we got some 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 good news. Obviously, we got some bad news. We'll get to good news first, but guy, we probably didn't anticipate finishing anywhere near this this the top of this list. But Hunter Henry, he's the top of it. Um, a man had eight for a hundred, eight receptions for a hundred receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. That was good for twenty six Fanduel points. 
Greg, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, it's wild. So wild because, you know, you talk about how he's limited throughout the week. Didn't know he was going to play. And if he was, it would have been like, you know, eased him in. But they, they should unleashed him. They saw he was ready to go. Uh, they want to use him as much as they can. I'm happy to see him back. I'm happy to see him put up this performance. Uh, yeah, we knew coming into the air he was going to be a tight end one. Um, this is what he's going to be, uh, an, an elite tight end one for you. Yeah, this was great, um, especially to see Phillip Rivers finally get some weapons back in this offense. This this L.A. Chargers team is going to be, um, you know, it's going to it's gonna take off a little bit. Um, I, I hope so. But we also kind of see what the offensive line troubles are bringing because um, – you know they they're banged up on the offensive line too, but you know maybe this is a nice buy low opportunity on some of these Chargers pieces because um, yeah I don't know they they they've been underperforming as of late. But moving forward, your tight end start of the week, Austin mm-hmm. Hooper, he went eight for one seventeen and a touchdown, twenty one point seven Fanduel points. Greg, talk about your start of the week. Yep, uh, just the Cardinals defense. They 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 did it for me again. Attacked this Cardinals defense as far as the <laughs> tight end matchup. Uh, Tyler Eifert was the only one. I think that's more on him now. It looks like I feel like every tight end has put up a tight end one performance against this team. So except Tyler Eifert. So yeah, I expect this from Austin Hooper um, in this good matchup. And again, Austin Hooper is his second straight week with a you know one of his top three performances. So uh, Austin Hooper's again a, you know elite tight end performance. Yes, it's funny because we start the year, we're like, oh, Austin Hooper's a, you know, he's like, okay, he's a, a top 12 tight end. And then we're like, after week two, we're like, oh, you know, he's a, a good top, you know, top six tight end. And now it's like, <laughs> yeah, Austin Hooper's top three tight end in fantasy every week. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's encouraging, especially because the draft price with him, um, you know, and you know me, I was a I was a big Mark Andrews guy. Right. Um I was even big Darren Waller guy, but this guy, he's, you know, he's, he was almost free at some point in drafts. Not as free as Darren Waller, obviously, but, you know, it's just, it's just funny how these things work out. But somebody we anticipated would finish at the top of this list, George Kittle, eight for 103, no touchdowns, but the man is an absolute monster, 14.3 fan duel points. Craig, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, you talk about the only pass catcher that's going to be reliable in this offense. That's George Kittle. Uh, the, he's the tight end, the wide receiver. He's everything for this team as far the as the passing game. Sometimes. Yeah, the fullback. <laughs> yep, with Kyle Yusha being out, which is dope. Um, yeah. So if someone's gonna be reliable in the pass game, this is George Kittle. This is what you're gonna get. Yeah, George Kittle is a monster. He's a, he's a he's like it's awesome because now that Gronk is retired, I can finally like you know root for Gronk and like stuff like that because he's not a patriot anymore mm-hmm. but George Kittle is like the closest thing that we have to Gronk right now and it's awesome and because he's not a patriot so oh, um right. all right let's round out this top this top 10 we got Ricky Seals Jones Cameron Brait Jared Cook Mark Andrews Max Williams Ryan Griffin Darren Fells is that is our number 10 tight end Greg any of these performances stick out to you uh yeah I mean I like Jared Cook's um performance again um you know, got the tight, got in the end zone. That's good. You know, he's being a little more fantasy relevant lately. Uh, so that's good for him. If people that that quit on him, um, and yeah, Cameron Bates stood out to me as far as his target number was the same as OJ Howard, and he produced more than OJ Howard. So that's that's kind of a big thing right there. <laughs> yeah, the Cameron Bates one. I mean, he did only have two catches, forty-seven yards, but like you said, he got the touchdown, and I think this is the second time he scored and. Uh, O.J. Howard hasn't, so that's interesting. Ricky Seals-Jones, yeah, I think uh, I like him. You know, he's been, you know, hit six targets in this one. Um, he's been targeted in this offense. Um, and and like you said about Jared Cook, uh, yeah, people were down on him, but I think everyone's coming around to him now. I know we we brought him up a couple weeks ago, and I said I'm Jared Cook is one of the guys I'm fine to be wrong about, but the way this tight end landscape is, is going right now, um, you know, you you kind of beggars can't be choosers at this point. So you got to get what you can. Um, yeah, but but Darren Fells six for sixty nine. Is that something that we want to? I, I yeah. I mean, this is the the second or third straight week he's been popping up as a tight end, a tight end one performance. Um, I guess if you're you know the Texans have been a very high scoring offensive late. So if everyone's eating, that means I think that includes him. Um, I just. I still don't know who's you know gonna be that guy because you know uh, they do have two two tight ends on the team and that are both used, so it's, it's hard to call, make that call. 
Yeah, I think it has to go with the game with the game script and if if the Texans find themselves in a situation where they're going to be shooting out um then then maybe this is something where where we target these, you know, one of these Houston tight ends. Um but you know, if they're going to be favored by like 12 and a half at home or something like that, you know, it's probably not they don't they're not going to be using Darren Fells, they're just going to operate their off their offense. Right. Um All right, so that was the uh, you know we covered the studs at, at each position, so you know let's let's get to the to these to these Jags man. So uh, quarterback, who's who's the guy that sticks out to you the most? I, I think there's only got to be one, but I'll ask you it anyway. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, Jared Jer- Goff. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, I didn't really watch the game, but when I saw that final score, twenty to seven, I already know. That, that wasn't the way. I mean, 49ers defense is for real. We know that for sure now. Um, there's really no ifs, ands, or doubts about it, uh, buts about it. Um, yeah, you, you can go more about how Jared Goff did, didn't do anything. Yeah, um, Jared Goff was absolutely terrible in this one. 13 of 24. Correct. 78 passing yards. Mm. 70, 78. Not, not the quarter. Like at the home, game. too. Oh, yeah. Was at it home. at home? It was probably in San Francisco. It was at home. like, too. Right, probably, um, and then he he uh, he also lost a fumble in this one. So, um, yeah, there's yeah. nothing much to say. He had one point one two Fanduel points. Yep. Um, so yeah, he 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 kind of let us down. Um, I hate to do it to him, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he, I know people. He was we we were like I was finally saying, hey, let's stream him. You know, but this matchup, let's do it. He's matchup yep. proof, but um, maybe not all matchups are matchup proof for Gardner. Um, but good times are coming ahead, man. You know, the matchups get better. I know he's got a matchup with my Jets coming up, so um, you know it'll be a nice little bounce back spot for him mm-hmm. in two weeks. Um, but we, you know, this is probably something to note that this New Orleans defense is is something that we should probably be. You know, we we watched them do it three weeks in a row now. Yep. So this is probably something that we should know. Maybe if they're still available in your league, then you need to go pick them up. Um, Cause yeah, they've been they've been doing well. Um, all right, what about the uh, the running back position? Anybody really? Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, a couple. Uh, yeah, a lot, actually, a lot of people stood out to me. There's a lot one. of people, right? Well, the Chargers backfield in general, MG3 mm-hmm. and Austin Eckler, both didn't show up in this game. They both they that whole offense got dominated outside of Hunter Henry. Um, as far as the other side, Joe Mixon didn't like his performance again. Just yeah, all year, it's eight been carries for ten yards. Yeah, it's been a rough ride for Joe Mixon owners out there. He's after his apology, he did well. He, he's been doing okay, but other than that, he's not really been an RB one for you. Uh, and it's tough to even argue he's been like a a strong RB two for you. So it, it's tough for Der- Joe Mixon owners. And uh, Derrick Henry, that that regression we've seen coming, he, it's here. Uh yeah he he he's letting some owners down as well. Yeah, um, Derrick Henry sticks out to me for sure, especially because, um, you know he's been performing well for so long, and and you know I I almost felt bad because I was like, well this is my bust, but you know we saw what come what what I was um, saying come to fruition when I when I pegged him as my bust, and and that was that you know yesterday they were down sixteen nothing and and he wasn't involved, um. So that's that's gonna happen, um, yeah. Joe Mixon, like you talked about, that was that one's pretty bad. Malcolm Brown, that one sucks. Yeah. Um, you know that San, the San Fran defense is obviously legit, and we knew that. Um, and you know maybe that that should have given us some pause about about playing him. I played him almost. I picked him and played him almost everywhere. I picked him up and played him almost everywhere that I could. But, um, you know the volume was encouraging, but you know. 40 rushing yards, you, you, you want more than that. Um, you know, kind of sucks that Robert Woods gets the rushing touchdown because um, <laughs> you give that to Malcolm Brown and he gets 11 points. So, um, And then Shady, um, I don't know what to make of this. This Even even this Daryl Williams, it's like I don't even know what to make of this backfield. It's you know? tough. There's so many options. This might not be like even – I don't know if it's like good to have – they don't have a clear number one anymore at running back. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tough, man. Um, and then wide receiver, um, anybody stick out to you? Uh, the wide receiver, I'm not day. happy that uh, Fitz didn't blow up like uh, I thought he would. 
Uh, he had a, a decent game, but you know it wasn't the against his vulnerable Falcons defense. Really though, the the huge letdowns was all three Rams wide receivers because oh, of Jared Goff. Uh, most mainly because of Jared Goff. Yeah, of yeah, but because of that, they suffered as well. Um, yeah, none of them scored over like none of them got over eight fantasy points, um, no. especially Cooper Cup. So yeah, that's obviously yeah Cooper surprised. Cup let people down. Yeah, yeah, um, four for seventeen. Three point seven fantasy points. Preston Williams, I think, was a huge letdown. Um, two for thirty-one. I mean, it's not a huge letdown because it's like Preston Williams, but right. I know we kind of pegged him as a somebody you could you could pick up and start. And I know we both picked him up and started him in in some of our leagues. Um, but Keenan Allen, you know, it's a couple of bad weeks for him now. Uh, he was two for thirty-three last night. Um. And then, oh, Amari Cooper, obviously he's injured, uh, yeah. but, um, you know, if you started him, sorry. Oh, just uh, to mention, I know you're saying uh, James Conner might stay RB1, but don't forget about your RB start of the week. You already scored a touchdown, just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was I was peeping. Uh, I saw carry on. Got that got that touchdown. Um, that was nice. And he, he should have had another, um, but the Lions botched a, a, a goal line possession a red zone possession they had a a long bomb to kenny g for 66 yards so that was good um but yeah so what about tight ends anybody let you down at the tight end position greg anybody that was that was that was a jag this weekend just a guy um uh not that i can think of of the top i mean gerald everett uh, just all these rams players really i I added him uh, because evan ingham was out i streamed him uh, in my league, and he didn't. He put up a nice hot, like one or two points. So, yeah, that was probably for me. Um, I think for me, no fan two of sixteen. Uh, I know I suggested him as someone we could stream. Um, and then OJ Howard just every week. You know, I, I think yeah. I'm just gonna say I mean, his he name. He's still down? owned. He's still uh, oh, owned. I guess he's to still, us, he's... to us, we we got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's still started by people, so I'm just gonna name him every week until I see the ownership percentage go down. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. There's nobody really else that that stuck out in terms of a letdown. I mean, Vance McDonald getting this one point yesterday, but uh, if I don't know if people are still starting Vance, yeah, no, no, it's time to get to these these, these money time waiver ads. Oh yeah, these waiver ads. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Greg, who is your top ad? Um, I guess let's let's cover position by position. So, um, if you if you if you need some running back help this week or, or just in general long term season season long, um, which which of these running backs you are you looking to add? Yeah, um, starting I'm gonna start with Mark Walton right now. Um, you know he's owning four percent of Yahoo leagues, but uh, he he did as far as the touch number got eleven touches in this game, six carries for thirty two yards and five receptions also for forty three yards uh, against the Redskins. Um, so it's kind of maybe a turn of the shifting as far as who's the leader in this backfield, uh, from Kenyon Drake to Mark Walton. Um, uh, I'm not liking his matchup next week against Buffalo. So if you're going to add him, I definitely would stash him. I'm not playing him. I'm not touching this Buffalo Mafford matchup at all at Buffalo. It's going to be pretty ugly. So, uh, I, I liked him there. Uh, other, other guys that came up. Alexander Madison. Sorry, I'm just la- I'm <laughs> laughing because I see your note on Alexander Madison. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, Dalvin Cook is owned in 100 percent of leagues. That means Alexander Madison should be owned in 100 percent of leagues. Dalvin Cook has 16 carries. Alexander Madison had 14 carries. Like he's right up there in the carry number. Had added 63 yards in those carries. Um, he's owned in 22 percent of Yahoo leagues. Uh, you know they were a favorable game script for him. The the Vikings were up, so they probably used him more, but. He's standalone volume as well. He has some standalone value, uh, kind of like how Austin Eckler did uh, does with Melvin Gordon. Um, and if anything happens to Dalvin Cook, he's a solid RB one for you. So you gotta have him on your roster. Uh, then Frank Gore, we mentioned him. He might be a little bit forgotten about because of the bye week for Buffalo. So uh, um, you know you gotta pay attention to him. He's owning fifty six percent of Yahoo leagues, but he's got a great matchup coming up against Miami. Very juicy matchup. He practiced as a starter today uh, for for uh, you know the uh, the Bills, so that's that's good for him. Um, so yeah, he and in his last game he had 14 carries for 60 yards. So regardless of you know Devin Singletary's health, uh, as you know starting this week, I think you know he still would be the guy to start the game. 
um, for you. And lastly, uh, running back Benny Snell. Uh, he's owning only 2% of Yahoo leagues, but uh, a favorable game script for him as well. The Steelers were up heavy. He had 17 carries for 75 yards. Also added a reception for 14 yards as well. Um, and James Conner, again, got dinked up during this game. Uh, I'm always seeing alerts about James Conner, maybe leaving for a drive or two. But, yeah, if anything happens to James Conner, Benny Snell's locked in. He's in there as a, a playable flex for me. Um, yeah, so uh, he's he's a definitely a good add if you want some uh, running back depth. Yeah, so to me, I think it's the it, we think we have to like tier these these guys because some people you might if like I think if you need a, somebody to play this week, probably Frank, Frank Gore. Gore is your yeah, best bet. I agree. Yep. Right. Um, if you need somebody long term. I think Alexander Madison has to be owned first because, like you said, if anything happens to Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison slides into a, a RB one role. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's not many backfields that are that operate like this where if if the starter goes down, you know, like we see we saw with Saquon went down. You know, Wayne Gallman had an RB one week, but we saw that that was more the exception, not the rule. Um, but Alexander Madison, it would be every week. You'd probably get, you know very close to 90% of what the production you get from Dalvin Cook. So um, stash Alexander Madison, whether you have Dalvin Cook or not. And then after that, uh, Mark Walton, I think, um, you know, the matchup's tough next week, like you said, against Buffalo. But, um, you know, if this goes to like a 50-50 split between him and Kenyon Drake, or maybe it even becomes a little bit more than that, um, you know, Kenyon Drake, he's in the last year of his deal. Um, You know, this is a new regime in Miami. They don't, they don't, owe Ken, Kenny and Drake anything, so um, Mark Walton is is somebody that they could choose to be their guy if, if they if they cho- if they uh, if they so choose. Right. And then Benny Snell for me, you know, like you talked about James Conner, he was he was dinged up and he's always dinged up. Yeah, man. man. It's already three times this year that he's been hurt in the middle of the game. Um, so to me, Benny Snell would be. Um, if you want somebody that has the potential to, to kind of blow up like a stash in the sense of like an Alexander Madison, mm-hmm. um, Benny Snell would be that guy because uh, we don't know what the prognosis is on Jalen Samuels and, and when exactly he'll be back. But, um, you know, obviously James Conner, if he is banged up, he will come out. Of, he should come out of this bye week relatively healthy. Um, and then Benny Snell could be somebody that we stash on our on our benches and you know James Conner may, maybe gets hurt or something. We you know he got 17 carries in this one so it's also possible if the Steelers find themselves in favorable game script. You know we already saw how they used uh Jalen Samuels in conjunction with 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 James Conner so you know maybe if they find themselves in a in a good matchup where they're where they're largely favored maybe Benny Smell becomes somebody that we can actually play alongside James Conner. Um any other uh, I guess the what about the uh, wide receiver position? Anybody in particular that really sticks out to you? Uh, this this week was a little um, not really a lot of options for wide receiver. If I had to mention them, two people they're they're both deep league ads. Um, Devontae Parker, you know, second straight game with a touchdown. Uh, you talk about the letdown by Preston Williams. Um, Devontae took advantage of that. He had only four targets though, so I'm not very confident in you know recommending Devontae Parker. Um, especially because they play the Bills, and it's bad for all Dolphins at this point in this matchup. So this is a very desperate deep league ad. Um, I'm more confident in the Duke Williams. I think mentioned him in the last waiver wire pod. Uh, he's only only one percent of leagues, but Zay Jones got traded, uh, and they got a matchup. The Bills have a matchup against Miami in that secondary, and especially if you know Xavier Howard's gonna be out. Uh, that's probably good for John Brown, but you know. Duke Williams uh, is probably a name to, you know, keep in mind in the deep leagues. Yeah, I just so I just looked up the ownership ownership percentage on these Jets receivers just cuz I figured I would true, and true. Robbie Anderson 60% owned, uh Jameson Crowder 42% owned. So Okay, um, yeah, Jamo under 50 should that should go up. Yeah, that's got to go up, especially if you're in, if you're in a standard league, then maybe maybe you might want to leave Jamo alone. Um, but even though, even then he gets so much volume that yeah. he'd probably still be worth it. Um, Robbie Anderson, though, he's got to be owned just based off the touchdown upside. We see that um, the schedule just gets so much nicer for these Jets. Um, uh, but yes, if you're in a full point PPR league and Jamison Crowder is available, um, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, go get him. He's, I think, a buy candidate as well. Yeah. Um, and then the tight end position. Tight end, 
Yeah, I got uh, three names here. Uh, Hunter Henry, obviously. He's owned in 63% of Yahoo League, so it's kind of up there, but he needs to be owned in all leagues. This man, Hunter Henry's back. He's When he's healthy, he's a you know, good, great tight end uh, for fantasy-wise. He's He was limited throughout practice and just came in and scored two touchdowns. So that, that shows you the talent of him. Um, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, another name that popped up. He's owned in 3% of Yahoo Leagues. He had six targets in this game for three receptions, 47 yards and a touchdown. We talked about it. Uh, so that's a, another good performance by him. Uh, I think, you know, if you're in need of some tight end, uh, you know, you, so maybe Will Disley, torn his Achilles. Oh, we, we didn't get to mention oh, that, man. but yeah, we Will Disley, that that's tough. Um, and, you know, other injuries as well that have been popping up at the tight end position. Ricky Sills-Jones might be a guy for you. And then lastly, Cameron Brait. He's owning 1% of Yahoo Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> but he had the same target number as O.J. Howard uh, and got that touchdown. Um, so if, you know, Jameis has been, you know, Cameron Bates has been in this offense for a long time. It's a guy that Jameis trusts. So if he's going to be used uh, and, you you know, maybe you're the O.J. Howard owner and you're like, I don't <laughs> maybe you want to make that pivot to Cameron Bates. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, that offense is just it just seems to be funneled through those receivers. But, you know, Cameron Bray, he's we've seen him. This is the second time he's done this. So, uh, you know, the tight end position as as you know, as it started out being so deep, I felt like. And now it seems like it's being it's become shallow again. Uh, so, you know, if we got to swim in those in those dirty, nasty waters, then then so be it. Um yeah, I think for the tight end position, Ricky Seals Jones is probably the one that that I'm, I'd be most intrigued in. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook has become intriguing, um, especially with Drew Brees. The prospect of Drew Brees coming back—that's true. That's true. So, um, you know, if I, I don't know if it was more of him, him and Teddy Bridgewater thing, or him and you know, or he's just finally become more comfortable at offense. And then, but someone else who uh, sticking out to me right now, actually, because the game is on, is T.J. Hawkinson. Um, not that he's doing anything right now. It's just that he's available. Uh, I know he's come back from the concussion. He's he's exited concussion protocol, so he is available. And in, 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 uh, he was dropped by most owners. So um, we saw the big play upside that he had at the beginning of the year. So um, that'd be something to 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 if you lost Will Disley, that that'd be a place that maybe you could go. Yeah. Um. And then quarterback position. Any uh, anybody you run into the waivers for this week? Oh uh, man, number one quarterback waiver wire is Sam. I am Sam Darnold, man. Twenty three for thirty two, three thirty eight. The two touchdowns. He's, you know he's only owning sixteen percent of Yahoo League, so he's back. You got to add. That's him. like all. That's all leagues I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I could believe that too, because you're in so many leagues. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, um, I'm, I'm glad to see him back. Um, we talked about it. They do play New England this week. But if you look at that, if you just look past that New England, oh, schedule is so nice. Jacksonville, then Miami, then home against the Giants, then Washington. This goes all the way to the first round of the playoffs where they play Miami again. Like, this, this schedule is too juicy. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's got to be the ad if you, you're in some quarterback and need and quarterback help. Uh, he could be a, a possible, you know, guy to get you to the playoffs, you know. Yeah, no, you touched on it. I mean, there's also a, a matchup with Cincinnati uh, sandwich in there too. Like, it does get real nice after after this New England game, especially. It gets real nice. Um, you know, as a Jet fan, obviously I'm excited. Um, so this this is this is awesome. But um, yeah, I I would wait till after the the New England game maybe. Um, I'm a Jet fan, so I already have him stashed in some places because I couldn't help myself. Um, and then Kirk Cousins, uh, he's got a matchup next week against Detroit, right? Um, so is that somewhere maybe we want to stream him next week? or? Oh, yeah, Kirk Cousins as well. Um, they have Detroit, then Redskins, and then Kansas City coming up. So I do like Ooh, that. Ooh, the, the revenge game against Washington. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that as well. It's second straight 300-yard game, as mentioned before. Uh, I think, yeah, I think if they're going to be committed to being balanced, like we said, I like Kirk Cousins because they were super pass happy last season, um, mm-hmm. so they're capable of doing it. Yeah, no, most definitely, uh, most definitely. And then, yeah, the Kansas City one that definitely sticks out to me because we see the the opposing quarterback in Kansas in the Kansas City game every week. Um, they they end up in the top ten of our of our quarterback list. I think the only one that didn't do it was Derek Carr, 
and that was the last time he came out of my mouth as a fantasy recommendation. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really Kirk Cousins definitely has some useful weeks going forward. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, I, I think that was that was that was an exciting week six. Yeah, yo, um, it's not done yet. We got we got Detroit and Washington or Detroit and uh, Green Bay on right now. But mm-hmm. any anything else that stuck out to you from not just fantasy but football perspective? Uh, again, this 49ers team is super for real. Oof. Went into the Rams and held up. You know, a team that was averaging 30 points a game in the last couple of seasons, they held them to seven points. That's very impressive. I like that. And not, they're not even passing the ball like that. It's just all in the run game. It's dominating. Uh, you know, Tevin Coleman, um, yeah, is doing doing pretty well and is uh, back since back from injury. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm um, glad to see <laughs> all the NFC East is, is wild right now. Oh, man, it's that's so, crazy. I don't know if it'll make of it right now. The Giants are <laughs> the not that good The fact the Giants have a shot is so, crazy. Yeah, one game back. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that's really. Yo, it, even Washington has somewhat of a shot. I know, mathematically. It's crazy. Yeah, now that they start, you know, the game plan with AP, I like that as well. That stood out to me. Um, you know, AP is definitely you know a viable fantasy option if they're going to keep uh, using him and running the ball. I think what is it? The Niners and oh, it's the Niners, the 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 Niners, the Packers, and um, the Patriots are the only teams without multiple losses. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're right. So like everybody's has that parody. Like, at least yeah, parody's the parody's real, man. Yeah. It's real. Um but yeah, that's I mean that's all we got for this week. So guys get ahead to those waivers. Also one thing I know we never really talk about, but um it's pretty important is is guys when people make a transaction, they gotta drop somebody. So let's pay make sure, especially this time of year, let's pay attention to who gets dropped. Um, cause you know, that's, that could be key cause you know, some guys may, may give up on a guy a little bit, a little bit earlier than you, maybe you were willing to do it. So keep in, keep note of that. Um, but as always appreciate you guys for listening, please leave us a, a rate, a follow, a review, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google play, um, wherever it is that you're listening to us. Definitely appreciate every single one of you and please continue, uh, follow us on, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at FF diagnostics. And uh, as always, we are out. We out.